If you had told me when I was a kid and cigarettes were 20 cents a pack that people, depending on where they live, would someday unblinkingly pay $10 or more per pack, I'd have said impossible. And if you had told me three generations after the first Surgeon General's warning in 1964 that between 30 and 40 million Americans would still be puffing away, I would have found that inconceivable. I honestly believed, after the government mandated printing those warnings on cigarette packs, that by now we'd be talking about smoking in the past tense, like, hey, remember when people used to smoke? How crazy was that? But no, it's still with us and remains the leading preventable cause of death with nearly a half million mortalities attributed to it annually. That's the equivalent of three commercial jumbo jets crashing daily, which, if that were to happen, immediate and decisive action would be taken, as was against Boeing when they had two questionable crashes. 100 or so fatalities have been associated with vaping, and that industry is on the verge of being shut down. But tobacco continues to be a legal product. Why? Smoking has no redeeming value. Even in the case of alcohol, of which you know from yesterday I'm no fan, you could make a tortured argument it might have some therapeutic benefit, but smoking? It's just dirty, smelly, and unhealthy, and that's its good points. Now, I'm not taking to task those who find it impossible to quit. The product was purposely, and I would submit, evilly manufactured to be highly addictive. One of my best friends is an undefeated international martial arts champion. Imagine the discipline it took to become that. Yet he can't kick the habit. My question is, why are cigarettes still in the marketplace at all? And if you're wondering, well, Frank, you obviously don't smoke, so what do you care? Why is it such a big deal? Because I still have to live in a world where plenty of people do. Yes, smoking has been banned in many public areas, but still... When I leave the gym, I am usually greeted with the noxious fumes of the members smoking outside because they can't inside. Kind of ironic, don't you think, smoking at a health club? Same thing leaving a restaurant. I'd like to savor my meal on the way home, but just as often I get to taste someone else's cigarette who was camped outside the exit. Or I'm trying to enjoy my pool in the backyard, but my next-door neighbor's smoke is wafting over the wall. There are other scenarios, but you get the idea. There is just no real escape from secondhand smoke. Isn't it time, past time, we become a smokeless society? Where's the constitutional amendment for that one? Comedian Bob Newhart, who I had the distinct pleasure of interviewing many years ago, had the best take of anyone on this. In one of his classic bits, Sir Walter Raleigh is on the phone with an agent of the Queen explaining that while he had not found the gold in the new world they had hoped for, he did find something called tobacco. 
From there, we hear the agent's side of the conversation. And what do you do with this tobacco, Walt? You dry the leaves and roll them up in paper. Uh huh. Then put the paper between your lips. Not wall. Why? Why would you do that? So you can set it on fire. Really? And then what do you do? You inhale the smoke, and the audience laughs uproariously. Brilliant. But you know what's not funny? Over 400 years later, we're still doing it. As always, you can tell me I'm right or wrong by sending your emails to frank at perfectlyfrankpodcast.com. At the end of next week, we'll announce the first winner of our email of the month contest. Mm-hmm.